Welcome to The Extra Pass, presented by Melbourne United. I'm your host, Ben Hopkins, joined as always by my co-host, Adam Ballinger. Balls, how are you? I'm doing great. I still haven't thought of a cool thing to say here, but um, I'm doing uh, quite well, young man. Young man? I'm not uh, (laughs) younger than you. 20 years younger than I am. Just doing the maths. Not quite, but... Close. Close enough. And we're joined here by someone even younger than me, Balls. I don't know what you're going to call him, but we're joined by... A new Melbourne United signing superstar, Luke Travers. Luke, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's a it's an honour and um, a fan as well. So it's cool to be here. Big yeah, fan. We were, yeah. we were talking to yeah, real talking fan. talking before the podcast. You know, it's a, he's what he watches them on YouTube rather than just listening to me. Just he wants to see all the action. You know, you can't yeah, just get it all right. via audio. You got to see our faces. We got r- real good TV faces. How old are you, Luke? Twenty one, almost twenty two. Next Jeez, month, twenty one. You can drink in America now. Yeah, I can. Have, um, you probably had a few celebratory yeah. drinks after winning the Summer League probably, Championship. Maybe. We'll get to that. We don't want to step on future questions. But <laughs> is this the youngest? Are you the youngest guy on the team? No, not on the team. Youngest no. guest we've had. Youngest guest. That's what I meant. Yeah. Tanner, Tanner was previous youngest guest. All right. Well, I don't know. We should get him a t-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> Luke. Uh, obviously so exciting having you come down to United after your years in Perth. What's it been like, you know, making the transition and, and just, you know, embracing the city of Melbourne? Uh, I mean, it's been very different, obviously, like a still, you know, 21-year-old moving over um, from Perth. is a, It's a big deal, but um, it's been nothing but cool and I've tried to make the most of it, just experiencing um, the city and stuff, being out to a couple footy games um, and then just, you know, checked out the city, uh, going out for dinner and stuff. So... It's been super cool, um, and the team's been nothing but welcoming as well, which always helps. So um, smooth sailing so far, and hopefully that continues on um, throughout uh, throughout the year as well. So looking forward to it. Have you been to the like the cool hit places for dinner, or did you just walk and find one? Yeah, no, I've just been to Chinatown. That's yeah. about it. So yeah. Chinatown's good. You always find yeah. something good in Chinatown. Yeah, but what what was it like? I remember when I moved out, I sort of had a very uh, like quick move out of home for work. What was that like for you? Obstensively being like, oh, okay, I'm in Perth, I'm very comfortable, and now I'm in Melbourne and I'm by myself. I think it was still pretty quick. Um, like I want to say maybe a m- two weeks before I went out to America. Um, yeah, pretty much signed the the deal and stuff, and then went out there and spent two and a half months out in America, and then from there to to here, and haven't been back to Perth since. So it was pretty quick, um, but. I think that's the probably the best way to do it as well, not to dwell on anything back home um, before heading out as well. Not to dwell on it, but what's the what's the biggest thing you miss just from having like family around? I remember mine was like, oh, changing changing sheets, changing linen, something I just never thought about. Yeah, even to this day, I'm still calling my mum before I do a load of washing <laughs> and stuff, trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think it's just having that sort of finishing training. And you come home to family and friends and stuff, so that's always been um, a little bit different, but. Um, yeah, they're super supportive and always a phone call away as well. So it's been cool. Feeding yourself was always the hardest thing I thought of. Moving out of home and you're on your own. Now, so I was like, we went to college and you're very pampered in college as far as like getting your food and everything. Everything's always there for you. You rarely have to like go very far to like even figure out what you're eating. Then when I got here and I was, I was 23, so <laughs> I didn't have much of an excuse for not like doing dishes and all that kind of stuff. But I would, um, it was always just a pain in the ass to get food. I was just like, just give me a pill. I just wish I didn't have to worry about eating food. It's just like, you realize I got to eat all the time. Like when there's no food in front of me, what am I going to do? I used to drive past McDonald's on the way home from practice every day, get 
four cheeseburgers. What? Four cheeseburgers and a large Fanta, so that I could have <laughs> I could have my lunch or whatever it was at that time done by the time I got home, so I could take my nap. You know, Uber Eats is it's very yeah. Big. There's no Uber Eats um, back yeah. then. Yeah, but surely, I mean, look, you try. I know you're a young guy, probably trying to bulk up. Yeah, you're looking to play the four position, but I reckon four cheeseburgers not that'll on do the, it. Not no, on that'll, the menu. that'll bulk you up. Not the right way, but that'll do it. <laughs> And uh, and I, I think you you're down sort of St Kilda way. How are you enjoying that part of the that part of the city? I mean, it's been super easy. Like everything's just a walk away, um, which saves the you know getting in the car and stuff. So that's been it's been real easy. Um, I'm learning to cook at the same time, uh, which has been good. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's 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 pretty easy out there. What's the go to meal? Um, man, don't say pasta. No. Mm. It is chicken pesto, oh, whether okay. it's pasta <laughs> or a sandwich. Um, yeah, that's the go-to, and it's it's real good. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Well, uh, Balls, ball, when when you came out here, I know you're obviously you know maybe leaning towards the fast food, but what was your go-to? Like, oh, I need to eat something quick. What can I make quickly? Cheeseburgers. We already talked about that. <laughs> I uh, Midwestern kid. I had no culinary like i just you know no palate no nothing i just <laughs> there's a topolino's the topolino's down the road i lived on fitzroy street so in st kilda um yeah like i would eat pizza sometimes sometimes pasta sometimes i discovered maltesers sometimes i just have a <laughs> bag of maltesers at the end of the day i didn't want to leave the house uh but no i, I just i am i don't venture very far when it comes to food just whatever is easiest lt you reckon the nutritionist would be fine if you were just like oh yeah i just had a bag of maltesers for dinner uh, yeah, no, probably not. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind that at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No nutritionist back when I was, I don't think I don't, our nutritionist was probably also our physio, also the masseuse, everything. Like there's a couple, there's only one person. Well, a couple of St. Kilda boys, maybe, maybe we do a special on the road episode of the extra pass. You two just maybe a food tour of St. Kilda. Yeah. Just like we go to McDonald's, we go to Tapolino, <laughs> all this stuff. It's like as basic as you can get. Well, it's so exciting to have you here, Luke, and we're going to get into a bit about why you came down and, and a bit about the team after the break. Melbourne United memberships are on sale now. Lock in your seat for the most exciting show in Australian sport and guarantee you're there for every highlight across this next season. To find out more, go to membership.melbourneutd.com.au. And we're back on the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United with our special guest, Luke Travers. Luca, it was a massive move for you to come down here and I guess probably not an easy one, not an easy decision for you to make. I know you've spoken about it in, in interviews and, and in, on the radio and, and just talking to people about, you know, wanting a larger role, but can you maybe go into what was so appealing about coming here and, and playing with Melbourne United? I think just getting out of my comfort zone at the same time was uh, was a big thing for me just to be able to take that next step in um, as a young kid um, and to be out here with the opportunity that I've been given like on the court and off the court at the same time um, to be able to you know further develop my game come in here whenever I want um, but then also you know have not have that comfort of going home to family um, rather than going home and you know focusing on something else whether it's um, individually just you know cooking or something or whether going back to the gym and stuff like just little things like that to to be able to um, further develop my game um, was yeah, I want to say the main factor um, for making this move, um, but everything's been good so far, and hopefully, um, can get more used to it um, and make the most of it. When picking a team like United, you know, how much went into it? Just thinking, like, okay, who's got the best pieces around me? What coaching staff, you know, is going to best suit my game? Obviously, United runs a lot through the four man, through the forward position. We've seen that with 
you know, Mason did a lot of it last year. Same with DSAV, same with Jack White, obviously was very successful doing it. Um, you know, can you speak to, I guess, what were the things that were, were made, uh, sorry, what were the things that made United so appealing? Yeah, like you said, that, um, but also just the the staff and then also the players at the same time. Like Dean's obviously someone that's uh, built that reputation of getting the best out of his players. Uh, you've seen that with Jack White. Um, yeah, so I think that was definitely a big part of it. But then also the people around you like CG, um, that have Delhi as well and then Shilly as well. Like just guys that you can, you can learn off so much. Um, and then like also on the court to be able to play with them. Um, I like to play make um, and obviously they're pretty good shooters at the same time. So everything just uh, sort of worked out. Yeah, even at, at practice and, and on the court, we've seen you with the ball in your hands a bit more, you know, running a lot of the offense. What's that been like? Um, you say you like to play make, but how nice is it to just know that, okay, Dean's got the faith just to put the ball in my hand and let me make decisions? For sure. And then also comes with that is he's letting me make mistakes at the same time, which is always handful, uh, helpful as well. Um, and to be able to have that sort of role is something that I was looking for. Um, and I'm still figuring it all out. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a process, but um, come game one, I think it'll, it'll be um, pretty good. I know you're just here. Uh, just, you know, you haven't been here for that long, but as a team, what do you think you guys can achieve this year? Um, you know, just from your surroundings and your teammates and is as little as you know right now, but this is always a hard question to answer to as a player. Cause <laughs> what are you going to say other than, well, we're going to win a championship, but for me, first being here is like everything centers around winning a championship. So even the people in the front office to the people, uh, players on the court, the coaching staff is, um, do you think that's achievable just from the time that you've been here? Yeah, for sure. I think I'd uh, be saying the wrong thing if I didn't. Yeah, um, but no like seriously, um, I think we do have the right pieces. But um, yeah, it's going to be a slow process. And I think we're just trying to focus on preseason at the moment. Um, get everyone in um, and familiar with everything. And then, um, yeah, hopefully... Um, yeah, that's the end goal for sure. Yeah, kind of a leading question. You're right. I don't <laughs> think you'd say no after that either. But I, I guess when you when you look at the guys that you listed who are on this team, you know, you've got boomers, legends, and, and people who have really paved the way in Australian basketball like Chris, like Delhi. What's it like for you as a young kid coming in and seeing guys that you probably looked up to to an extent, um, whether they be, you know, because of Chris's track record in the NBL or Delhi in the NBA, what's it like coming in and, and joining a team with them? Uh, it's obviously, um, I'm still 21, like I said, um, and it's it's still nerve-wracking at the same time. You don't want to screw up in front of them. But since I've been here, it's been uh, it's been real good there, letting me make mistakes um, and then also learning from it as well. But obviously, when the game comes, uh, they're going to be a little bit harder on me, but that's what I want. Um, and that's the a big reason why I came here, obviously, with them guys, but also Dean's like that as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that as well. Yeah, we spoke to, when we had Chris on the show one of the things he spoke about was this group that's come in, you know, it's a, it's a good mix of experience and youth, but everyone is always ready to hold each other accountable and everyone just wants the best out of each other. So as a new guy coming in and especially a young guy coming in, how important is it for you to, I guess, not be timid and, and to not be afraid to, Oh, I don't want to make a mistake. Uh, you know, Delhi's done X or Chris has done Y and I don't want to m make a mistake to ruin that. Yeah, obviously that's it's hard, uh, and I feel like every um, sort of kid and uh, player goes through that. Um, but that's just the type of people they are. It sort of allows you um, not to worry too much about that. Um, if you do it, they'll let you know. But they're also 
you know, come up with um, things that you can do instead or um, just give you a positive outlook on it as well, which is, it's super helpful. And we've got a bunch of young guys that are just going out there and playing hard. Um, and I think that's a, a big part of it as well, just playing hard and playing your role. Um, and that's going to get you a, a far way as well. Yeah, you've, um, you know, you got some, you touch on the young guys we've got and you've had some experiences with them, obviously playing against them in the NBL, but even going way back, like I, I was talking to Zach, you would have played against him in, 2018 nationals you know do you have any memories of uh, a skinny shooter coming off the bench for metro vic um yeah a little bit uh, i remember having to focus a little bit more on on the scout on him um and uh, um he torched us one game as well um so it's super cool to have guys like that even kb as well uh, who i grew up playing with as well so and then chancy as well who i started um yeah my first what they call mb1 mbl1 now um is was SBL back then and he was one of my assistant coaches so um, going back then to when I was a 15 year old kid um, and now you know playing at, at NBL level with them um, yeah it's super cool. Yeah, you touch on those connections I've actually got a mailbag question here from a fan called uh, Jacob and he said who is your favorite coach from Rockingham? <laughs> um, I mean they're all yeah really good obviously um, Chancey's got a uh, yeah, he's still very young um, and a pretty good coach. So I definitely say he'd he'd be up there. Um, but then also Ryan Patrick as well, who's now with the Lynx. Um, and yeah, Rocco is doing very well uh, in NBL One West. So uh, I definitely think those two would be the main ones. Right answer because the the Jacob that um, sent in that mailbag question was Jacob Chance. Thought so <laughs> makes <laughs> sense. Best. Um, and one of the guys you played with in that. Nationals 2018 was obviously Luke Jackson. Uh, I wanted to throw this one for you just to pander to the Victorian audience, the AFL-loving audience. If you had to put together only AFL players, a basketball starting five, yep. can you can you put it together? Um, briefly, maybe. Uh, I think I've put Pendles at the one. I've heard some good things about him. Um, oh, does Pendles have a basketball background? <laughs> <laughs> he might. It hasn't. No one's ever talked about it. Oh, okay. Um, I'd go... Petrarca at the two. Um, see, that's that's sort of where I draw the line. Obviously, Luke Jackson at the four. Um, and then there's a couple guys at Melbourne, I think, that are, have a basketball background as well. Could um, throw Mason Cox in. He played. Yeah, he I'll played. put him at the five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's so many big guys that play. I'm always surprised if you see a team walking by or you're in the same facility of how tall they yeah. are. They, they are big, but... It's one of those things if you don't grow up playing basketball, you could give them one and they might dribble it off their foot right away just because it's not something they're used to. Sure. It's not like footy where it's super <laughs> easy to pick up and it's just like you just kick ball and try to pick it up off the ground and just kick and that's it. Were you a natural footy player <laughs> when you came over balls? No, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I still don't know <laughs> what's going on. I know a little bit more now. Big Essendon fan here. But it does look like 36 guys trying to pick up a ball that doesn't bounce right. <laughs> just constantly trying to pick the ball up off the ground. That's the whole game. Did you play much footy growing up? I did until I was about 15. Um, that's sort of where I had to decide between basketball and footy. Um, and I want to say I made the made the right decision. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Where, where were you playing? Uh, like position? Yeah, position. Yeah, I was like man, a bit of everything. Um, mostly the oh, ruck. humble brag. <laughs> oh, I just played everywhere. <laughs> mostly the ruck, uh, but uh, was in the middle a little bit and then also sent half forward as well. Were you one of those kids who just sort of hit their growth spurt at 15? So it's like, oh, well, you have to put I him in I was a run. late bloomer, for sure. Um, I was like, I was the tallest early. Um, and then it was about 15, 16. I broke my finger 
put on a bit of bit of weight, um, didn't grow, and then everyone else grew, and then maybe like a, a year later, just all of a sudden grew to like six two, six three, um, and that's sort of where it all took off for me. How old were you when you were six? How old was it? Six two, six three. How old were you? I'll say, I want to say around seventeen, eighteen. Really? Yeah. So, so you were like you were like late bloomer. But you've yeah, even yeah. since got growing. bigger from there. Yeah. Much yeah, my bigger. growing was it Much was bigger. Yeah. Huh. Very weird. And what'd you do? I don't know, yeah. You got any tricks? Was, was There's sick. a lot of kids out there that are yeah. six two, six three <laughs> that would like to shoot up six inches. I got the five. flu really bad um and was in my bed for like three days. Um and then I remember coming back out and like my parents literally thought I grew like two inches, <laughs> like just from that. Um That's amazing. But yeah, it is crazy. Like my mum's maybe five three. Um my dad's five eleven on a good day as really? well. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. What do you list it as? With sho- we're gonna go shoes on, shoes on listing. Uh, I think six eight, six eight. Yeah, and my my brother's six three. My sister's probably five nine. So wow, it is a bit weird, but not complaining. I just want to make it clear we're not encouraging kids go out and get the flu yeah. to try and grow. <laughs> yeah, what drugs did they give you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I want to touch on another guy that we've just announced is joining uh, in Ian Clark. Obviously, a guy you've gone against. Uh, in this league for the past two years, having come in mid-season. Uh, what, what do you think he brings to this group? Obviously, he looks like he's sort of a, an elite connector and someone that's going to make some big shots and, and be able to make the people around him better. Yeah, I think uh, the results show for it is he's already won an NBL championship as well as a, an NBA championship. So he's obviously a winner, um, but obviously a, a lights-out scorer, which is sort of what Dean was looking for. Um, but then also just seems like a, a really good guy as well, which is always helpful and I feel like we've uh, surrounded uh, our team with those type of guys. Um, so I think he will fit right in um, and then also just try and learn from him as much as possible as well. Uh, obviously being at the next level and that's where I want to get to. Um, so I think that will be, uh, yeah, extremely helpful for me. Yeah, I was going to say, not only having Delhi, who's a, an NBA champion, but bringing in someone like Ian, how much do you try and be a sponge and learn off those guys as you're looking to make that next level and make the leap to the NBA? Yeah, I think every day uh, it's going to be like that, um, learning as much as possible, obviously, um, you know, even on the road and stuff, like just being able to share those uh, type of things with them and then also um, start conversations. Uh, like it, it would be super easy um, and, yeah, looking forward to it all. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to our next segment. It's Fast Five with Balls and we're going to get to that after this break. Want to stay up to date with everything happening in Melbourne United? Download the Melbourne United app today. Filled with videos, audio and articles about your favourite team, it's the one-stop shop for everything Melbourne United. Download the Melbourne United app via the App Store on iOS or the Google Play Store on Android. And we're back on the Extra Pass podcast presented by Melbourne United and it's time for Fast Five with Balls. Ready? This is Fast Five with Balls. Been waiting for this the whole time. Now we're on to the... uh the fun stuff yeah, they're hard hitting so i hope you're ready all right everybody's favorite segment now full disclosure uh i walked in at one because well I, I was doing other things you know i have other jobs besides just this podcast unfortunately but um i thought i had time to write some questions down because every if you tell a basketball player like you know one o'clock after practice come on up they get here about 145 but he was on time before me, so I did these quickly, but they're still good questions. So um, if, if you don't think they are, please write in. <laughs> Do we have any place to write in or yeah. Twitter or anything? Media at melbourneutd.com.au. Okay. Um, send your own questions in as well. Yeah, yeah, send questions in. and Not for me. I got my own questions. It's not Fast Five with all the people out there on the internet. 
But for the other part, you can send questions in. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Luke. So I've always wondered, like, what happens, especially a guy who's in Australia and Perth, a long way away from America. Um, what happens when you get drafted? Like, if you would have been, you know, like a lottery pick or something like that, you're there. But what happens when you, you just get a call, you know, and a like, hey, you're ours, and then <laughs> you don't hear from them for like two months, or is it? Do they fly you over? Do they meet you? What, what's the process of that? It was um, just a phone call from my agent saying, "Welcome to the NBA." Uh, that was about maybe a minute before the pick got announced. Once that got announced, uh, a call from one of the coaches, like it would have been like twenty minutes after, um, just much saying congrats um and then they tell you a little brief plan which was fly over to cleveland um about a week later mm. and then uh straight into that was uh, a couple days just individuals um and then uh straight from there to summer league training and stuff so it was pretty quick um but also a little bit different to you know like a lottery pick and stuff like that yeah imagine it's pretty exciting oh like a whirlwind um yeah, how then, emotional was that moment yeah, yeah exactly. it was very uh i was on the phone uh with my mom and dad uh, which was super cool to i mean it's not obviously not uh the best scenario uh, you'd rather have them in person but i mean uh technology is obviously pretty good at the, mo at the moment um so to be able to have that was it was still cool so were you in the states or were you in perth i was in the states so i was still working out and stuff and I was just in a, a house in LA, uh, just watching it by myself. Um, but obviously, <laughs> with uh, the parents over the phone as well. So, yeah, it was it wasn't too bad. House in LA by yourself. Yep. Jeez, balls! If that was That's you, not quite the party. No, you were just having you were just that. having four cheeseburgers on the way home. <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, imagine yeah. how many cheeseburgers. No, you no, no. Had. Yeah, I would, but I wouldn't have had a party. But it would have been nice to. Yeah, I would have had a few cheeseburgers to celebrate. I guess. <laughs> um, and then during the year. How like how often do you hear from them? You know what I mean. Like, since are they keeping tabs on you really close, or just every now and then, or just that's it? You don't hear from until next year. No, it is every now and then, maybe like once a month. I want to say is a good, um, but they're coming out um, for preseason and stuff, and then um, yeah, someone else makes a trip out during the year as well. So it's really cool to have that um, and uh, get that type of feedback as well. At the same time, is always helpful. So um, yeah, it's pretty frequent. Yeah, that is cool. I didn't know that. It's like kind of like. It's more pressure, though. Not to put yeah. pressure on you. I mean, <laughs> you've already played under a ton of pressure up to this point anyways. But now you got, like, two coaches. You yeah, got, sure. you got two people telling you what you did right or wrong. Uh, okay, moving on. All right, now the arm tat, mm -hmm. the barbed wire. Love it. Old school <laughs> with, like, a new like a new flare. It's nice and thick and big, and you don't have that many of them either, <laughs> so it's, it sticks out, too. Uh, it looks like you got more, though, since I didn't even know you got some new stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's starting to fill up a little bit. Yeah, but I know. You have plans. Like, what are your plans tattoo-wise? How did you get the – what were the thought process behind the, the barbed wire? And, like, are, you, are we going full body? Are we, you know, like, connected or just random ones, kind of like the bear? Yeah, I think I'm just going to sort of um, little spot ones. Um, but the barbed wire, a lot of people have said, like, the Pamela Anderson and yeah, stuff I was like gonna, that. I, before yeah. this, I was going to name a bunch of – 90s celebrities that had the barbed wire yeah right but I, I didn't have time as we as we already talked about yeah no as i researched it a little bit it was just a, a men's mental health thing um obviously i didn't realize how many people have actually already had it um but yeah that's sort of the reason why i got it oh um, really oh, yeah that's pretty, that's pretty cool uh yeah i mean it's kind of like your trademark like if when you nike you do some shoes with nike yeah. you know you get your own that's got to be like your logo or at shoes, least yeah yeah, yeah the the Travers ones got to have barbed wire going across the back. Lock it in. Tell them I'll help you design it and All get right. me in on the team. We'll do. <laughs> They've been out of it. 
All right. Um, next, we got so Vegas Summer League. All right, it's in Vegas. It sounds cool, although I'm guessing it's a lot more work than people see or think. What's like? Tell us something about Summer League that we wouldn't know. And then, like, what is? Do you get much off time? Like, are you playing the roulette table every night? Or you just <laughs> you just nope. um, eating yeah. and going to bed. It is definitely a little bit more chilled than a lot of people think. Um, I'm not much of a, a gambler or a partier, so I, most of the nights I just spent playing FIFA on my, my PlayStation or some stuff like that. But I remember the year before, um, yeah, we obviously didn't do that well and there was a couple of guys um, going out getting drunk before uh, the <laughs> day before a game and stuff, which was, um, I mean, obviously do what you want to do. But, um, yeah, it was a little bit different uh, and definitely unexpected for sure. Like, um, I think he got back in at like 5 o'clock in the morning and we had training at like 8. So, Jeez. yeah. I don't know how people do it, um, but, yeah, obviously you do what you want to do as well. Yeah, some people can do that. I never could do anything like no. that. But um, so it is – so you're saying it's busier. There's, you get free time or it's, it's – I mean, I think for us it was a little bit different just because we are winning so much. We had a lot of um, days off. Um, but, like, you pretty much train on the off days. Um, you train in the morning and then the rest of the day yeah, is yours. Um, yeah. And same with the games. Once you play, yeah. It's all, all yours as well. So there's a lot of free time to, you know, go out and see uh, Vegas and stuff. And I had my family there at the same time, which was, yeah, real cool to be able to share that with them and go and sightsee at the same time. So it was, yeah, it was real, real cool. Wasn't it like unbelievably hot this year though? Yeah, it always is, uh, which is one of the reasons I cut the mullet as well. Uh, obviously <laughs> oh, really? I've, I've skipped every winter for the last two years and being out in Vegas was 45 degree heat um, and it was, yeah, way too hot for, you know, a long mullet as well. Well, I just want to quickly jump in balls, if you don't mind. We got another mailbag question that sort of jumps in on this. Tom sent one in saying, we famously saw Chris shave his head when he had the long hair for charity. Would you ever consider doing the same thing? Yeah, and I thought about it. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to go the full way of um, shaving it, uh, but yeah, it's definitely an option to, you know, grow it back and then eventually shave it off for charity as well. So it's definitely, um, yeah, definitely open to it as well. I know some people put in some pretty big, big, some pretty big bids to like have CG's ponytail. Really? So maybe, maybe someone will, will put in a big oh. bid just to to get the to get the to the luscious locks. Yeah, I don't know if I'd uh, uh I'd be open to it, <laughs> depending on uh, how much money it rolls in for the for charity. Uh, let's we could put one strand in each <laughs> pair of like the Travers ones. We could put like also yeah, right. a strand of hair. That doesn't go to charity, though. That's that's our profit. Yeah, you're really just pushing yeah. this yeah. shoe angle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how can I make money? <laughs> all right. Okay, uh, we got a basketball one. Hoopers you watched growing up, all right? Your favorite NBA, like NBA, guys in the NBA that uh, inspired you or even or in the in the NBL too or just even like some local guys or um, – because growing up, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, was it? Like if you're 21, that'd be about 10 years ago. You're 11 years old. Yeah, uh, I want to say LeBron James, a uh, huge LeBron guy, um, definitely the GOAT for sure. Um, but then also just growing up, um, going to Wildcats games, James Ennis was um, just rolled over and, yeah, that was an unbelievable um, sort of atmosphere that he bring. I remember going to the game where he jumped over someone and dunked it, um, which was, yeah, uh, it was a dream come true at that point. Um, so I definitely think, yeah, LeBron's the main one. Um, but, yeah, growing up was uh, James Ennis locally as well. Did you go to many uh, Perth games growing up? I did, yeah, quite a bit, um, as many as much as I could. Uh, but then 
Uh, a lot of the times I played um, like games later in the night um, back in Perth um, and then they'd be on straight after that as well. So I just have memories of that as well, which was super cool to eventually go on and play for them at the same time. Yeah, nice. Perth is a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. It's a good pl- I mean, the atmosphere is is nuts. It really is. In the old Challenge Stadium and the new one, they're different, different type of atmosphere, but it is. It's a, it's a pretty special place. Is it exciting as someone uh, who's only played – for your hometown club and obviously a, a, a cool environment at RAC. But is it exciting to now have this whole new set of fans and a whole new arena to just experience? For sure. And um, I remember it was a tough time to come to John Kane Arena and try and win a game there. So to now be on the um, the good side of it, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. So it'll be a lot of fun. All right, last one. Okay. You say you, you're, you're, well, you're out here on your own, so you probably got plenty of extra time. Don't go out much. You got to be watching some TV series. What are you watching? You got a TV series on the go? You got any favorite go-tos that you that you come back to? Yeah, I've got a lot. Um, at the moment, uh, I just finished Night Agent, which is uh, on Netflix, which is pretty good. Um, but the go-tos, um, Stranger Things, um, was it Outer Banks, uh, Money Heist was real good. I'm looking forward to the new season of that. Um I'd say those are the main three that I can think of off the top of my head. I feel like I'm definitely forget. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one. question. It's yeah. like saying your favorite movie, and there's like probably ten or fifteen. Yeah. Stranger Things. I'm a Stranger Things fan. You know, that's based in Indiana. I'm from Indiana. Yeah, right. I yeah. didn't even know that. I can sign something for you later if you want. <laughs> uh, have you watched it a couple of times? Yeah, 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 a couple of times, and even the just the last episode because it's like. It's pretty much a movie. It was like yeah. two hours long. I know, so. the last season, like every episode yeah. is like an hour long. I yeah. don't want to expose myself. I only ever watched the first season. Really? Wow. You watched the first season and didn't, and it's like, no, not for I me. Think, I think we watched like the first episode of the second season and for some reason just, I think I might've been watching something else and just like didn't stick. Yeah, it's good. I've got a daughter though who was super into it. So that helped me get through it. But yeah. All right. Good stuff, Luke. Thank you. Cool. We, when you were watching Stranger Things, were you just like getting more ideas for like the mullet or? <laughs> yeah, that's know. true. Yeah, He's actually from Perth as well. Oh, really? that, that guy. Yeah. yeah, Dacre Montgomery. So oh, what a connection we got right now. We yeah, even, even like last year at Summer League, uh, he like reposted something on his story when uh, Bleacher Report like put out a little clip of my mullet as well. So that was super cool to have that. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, that a, a Stranger cool. Things fan as well. You, so, But you never met him or anything like that? Nah. We got to get him a United yeah, jersey. It'd be pretty easy to hook that right. one up, I think. Yeah. Let's hook him up. If you're listening, <laughs> we'll get you a jersey. Love that. Yeah. Well, thanks for those questions, balls, and and thank you for coming on, Luke. It's been awesome getting to know you, and so excited to get through the rest of this preseason and then get to round one, September 28. Cool. Thanks for having me. Privilege. <laughs>